State Department is pulling an agent that specializes in responding to escalated cartel activity. This is not my department. Welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm one year older today. That is our non-copyright birthday song. And I'm Sergio. This is Sergio, yeah. Yeah. Sergio just turned 30 today. I really didn't, but I'll let Brennan think that. Well, I mean, you it's always... It's easier for small minds to remember. Oh, dear. No, you always round up your age when you like are feeling bad. I don't round up <laughs> to like, 30. I'm about to be 40. I've you're never like, said that. You're like that Lucas Graham song. You're like, soon I'll be 60 years old. The cat's going to jump on your computer. Don't jump on my computer, Luke. Come over this way. Anyway, this is Sergio's birthday episode. Yay. I'll let you guys guess in the comments how old I am. <laughs> Yeah, but judging by how old he sounds, let's see. Please don't start internet fights over me, though. I don't want to be one of those, you know, articles. It's like, okay, you guys can comment in the in the comment section, oh, no. like, guess my age. And, like, people start fighting, and, like, World War Three happens on time. Like, Look, ten things you couldn't live without. That might happen, but not because of you. <laughs> For Sergio's birthday, I let him pick the movie that we were going to watch. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> What do you mean, sorry? They're going to dig it. Well, okay. okay. First things first, if you guys haven't already seen today's pick. Um, I, which is Sicario. Which Sicario, is, Sicario. Which is Sicario, yeah. Um, I heavily recommend that you guys do. Just because it's a really good movie. It's from 2015, right? Yeah. It's 2015. It's by Dallas Villeneuve. It stars Emily Blunt and Benicio Del Toro. It's an action-packed huh. thriller. Rated R. <laughs> uh, it's an action-packed thriller that you guys will love. Um, don't take Action is debatable. Uh, it's thriller. <laughs> yeah. Suspense. Uh, there are intense moments. Uh, the action pack isn't like every scene. It's not like you know, Bad Boys Two or whatever. But it is an enjoyable film. I highly recommend it. Um, End of podcast. Yeah, that's it. This is no. we're done. No, Sergio's been wanting to watch this movie on the podcast since months before we started season two. Yeah. And I've always said, no, you're crazy. This is not a horror movie, and I still stand by that. It's not. To any degree, mm -hmm. a horror movie. Like, it's even less of a horror movie than The Boy Next Door, which we did on this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but because it's his birthday, and I'm letting him pick it. Yay. You're welcome. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, this is your present. <gasps> and also, it does fit in with our theme. It's not from a Mexican filmmaker, but it's a film about Mexico. Yeah. So it's, like, sort of in there. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Uh, yeah. So, as always, start with the plot. From the director of Prisoners comes this taut, critically acclaimed thriller. Where's the plot? Filled with pulse-pounding <laughs> suspense. After an idealistic FBI agent is recruited by a government task force official to pursue a drug lord, she begins a perilous mission that forces her to question everything she believes and pits her against a shadowy consultant with a dangerous agenda. Dun-dun-dun. One of 37 agendas on Tinder. 30, uh, on Tinder, what? Is it a pun? It was terrible. Never mind. Okay. Gender. Okay. Agenda. So, Brennan, how would you start this off? What would be your scariness rating? Uh, like it's not a horror movie, so I'm gonna rate it on like actioniness, I guess. You weren't uh, ever scared for the characters' well-being. No, because I hate them and I want them to die. You hated Emily Blunt. 
Uh, Why do you hate women, Brennan? Oh my god. No, I just Okay. Benicio del Toro's character. Oh, by the way, we're spoiling this movie. We're spoiling it. Spoiling oh yeah, that's why I heavily recommend you watch it. I think it might even be on Netflix. Probably. If not, it's on Redbox. Um we just had a Black Friday. You can get it for like four dollars at Target. Go spend some money at Target, people. Uh-huh. I'm with Target. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Benicio del Toro's character. I uh I mean I'm not super into like his whole revenge plot i think his whole backstory of like oh my wife and daughter are dead is so done it's so been, been done you know like who hasn't lost a daughter oh and a God. wife no, i just i i'm not into his revenge plot because his motivations come really late that would be for quality wouldn't it be not scariness well you asked why i didn't feel anything about the characters I'm well, emily blunt was the main character yeah but she's boring like she's by the book and she doesn't really have an arc and at the end, she's like kind of sort of like she's been exposed to the violence, but she's not like she doesn't change. I just don't think she's interesting. She kind of vanishes from the movie in the final part. Okay. I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. That's I know fine. you love this movie so That's much. That's fine. But these are the reasons that I specifically am mm-hmm. not into it. A lot of people are really into Benicio del Toro's character, and I can see that he does a good job. Uh-huh. I just don't His respond to His character is bad ASS. Yeah. I, I don't respond to that story, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's bad. Okay. But I'm giving it three out of five for, like, action screams because mm-hmm. I do think that there are some really well-composed sequences in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a sequence when they're uh, crossing from Mexico back into America, and it's this really tense sequence mm-hmm. where um, there are, there's definitely someone about to shoot them, but they don't know, like, which car it is, and they're just watching all the cars in this really traffic-y built-up freeway. Uh-huh. And you know something's about to happen. Yeah, and, like, it's very tense, and, like, he cuts away to this dog just barking over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's very, like, the it's a slow boil that's really, it's excellent. Mm-hmm. Some, of, some of the other action scenes, he tries to do that, and it's not as good. Like, there's a part in Juarez, in Mexico, where, like, the cars are driving around and then he just cuts to like this giant overhead like establishing shot of Juarez and I'm like wait where did the action go oh okay um but I think the highway scene is spectacular Mm -hmm. it's superb and there's also I think he really excels in like making small situations very tense um and like raising the bar and the stakes in those on those scenes I um, think you're right. Like when Emily Blunt takes a certain gentleman friend home. Play, played by John Bernthal, who apparently is white, although I thought he might not have been. I don't know why you wouldn't think that. Um, but because okay. he is in Hollywood. So. Um, yeah, she takes the gentleman friend home and we see that wacky antics do ensue. And it's like, <laughs> holy crap, is this where our young heroine meets the her end? Her untimely demise. Here's where she meets Prince Charming. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but in her next scene. (laughs) She finds out that it's him in chapter three. Um, What movie is that? Is that Beauty and the Beast? It is Beauty and the Beast. Starring Dan Stevens. Uh, That's not out yet, so it doesn't exist. Um, No, but like that's one scene where uh, Della or Villeneuve or whatever, however you pronounce his last name. I say Villanueva, but that's totally wrong. I think it's Villeneuve. I'm sure you're right. Um, I haven't I haven't read his last name in a while, so I might just be doing that thing I do. Okay, whatever. Um, in her, like one of the closing scenes where they're actually going through um these underground tunnels, like tracking their way to Mexico. Um, I'm that's like, holy crap, scene. that's a great scene because it's so tense. It's like, holy crap, 
we can't really see what's going on. I mean, we can see because they provide like multiple layers of vision for us, but at the yeah. same time, like complete vision is denied to us. So we don't know what's lurking behind that corner. We hear gunshots. We know who's been shot. We know that um, two people are dunces, our friends, mm-hmm. Emily Blunt and her um, partner. Who gets invited to these things for no reason. <laughs> they don't like him. They don't. But they don't like her either. They just need her. Yeah, you're right. Um, and that's a really emotional scene. And then there's that last scene, which is my favorite one. But we'll talk about that during quality. Okay, great. I do think And right. I gave it four. Four out of five. Okay. Like, I do think you're right. Like, the action sequences are... Like, there are tension sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the small-scale person-to-person sequences that are good. Mm-hmm. I think as an action movie... It doesn't have anything that will like really feel like someone who's looking for like a diehard type situation, uh-huh. like big guns, big action all the mm-hmm. time. It's not that. It's definitely slower. It's definitely more human sized. Mm-hmm. Kind of like his film Arrival that just just came out. We both yeah. saw it. It's like this. He really likes female leads. He does. That's great. I love uh-huh. female leads too. But um, that's also like a very small scale look at like our first contact with aliens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, campiness. This is probably be a short one. Yeah. I think we both gave it fives. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> Best comedy since Airplane. Yeah. Um, I gave it a one, of course. Uh-huh. There was nothing really funny. Yeah, I gave it a one as well, although there is one shot where Emily Blunt hits her head on the ceiling of the tunnel that I think is hilarious. Oh, yeah. You were cracking up for that. Yeah, and then she takes her helmet off, and I'm like, girl, you're going to get shot. <laughs> Um, yeah, the movie isn't funny. It had some comedic moments. I think my line is kind of funny. My favorite line of the movie mm-hmm. is funny. We'll get there. Um, but uh, it's not a comedy. It's pretty yeah. serious, as is the content that it is discussing. Yeah, and there are a couple action gags that are kind of funny in like the final sequence when Benicio del Toro is like, storming the cartel owner's house. Because like, the, the security guy is on the walkie and he's like, all right, this guy's here. We're clear. And then Benicio del Toro from the backseat just shoots him instantly mm-hmm. as soon as he says it. And that that is mostly just like supposed to be like, hey, he's cool. But I mm-hmm. found it kind of like a punchline, mm-hmm. which like either way, it works well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, FX, I guess. It's not a horror movie, so this is kind of a difficult to map on. It's not a horror movie, but I still feel like you can tell the effects. Yeah, there are effects. I mm-hmm. mean, gunshots. I gave it four. Oh, why? Why? Because they tore down a wall and during like the first shot of the movie. That is pretty cool. Yeah, what is really... the deal with the, the Sicario? Yeah. Um, I thought the bodies were really scary. Um, yes. In that same opening shot that up. where you um, see, uh, like, for those of you who are faint of heart, um, there are, like, dead bodies. Um, and they're pretty ki- and they're killed in a really grotesque way. Yeah, and then, like uh, they they're like smothered with plastic bags, right? Like in mm-hmm. Black Christmas. Yeah, and then you see like blood on uh, parts of the bag, so you know that they died choking on their own blood, yeah. which is a really like intimate and grotesque way to die. Um, and then you see that they're just stored in walls like nothing. Yeah, it's that's pretty intense. That's actually I'm giving it two out of five because of the wall corpses. That's uh-huh. it. I mean, and the gunshots or whatever are fine. Gunshots were not, cool. It's not like a gory movie. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I also liked that last, which I'm bringing it up again, but that like last scene when they're in the tunnels and there's like multiple layers of seeing yeah. what the screen is, or sorry, seeing what the what they're seeing. And that is like cool. you like, mentioned at the, one point the that heat it's vision and the night vision. Yeah, that it's found footage at one point. Yeah, basically, which is cool. For the wall corpses, for me, I just wanted to add 
like it keeps cutting to this one shot of like a particularly bloody corpse mm-hmm. for kind of a long time at random points and i always expect it to like start moving oh <laughs> not necessarily a zombie thing but maybe uh-huh. it's like a guy faking being dead is gonna shoot him or like they just keep going back to that corpse like uh-huh. really pointlessly and i guess he was supposed to be like rubbing our noses and how awful it was but i was uh-huh. constantly like why am I looking at this? Okay. Is something important going to happen with this course? No. Dennis really likes... Sorry. My pal Dennis. <laughs> um, he really likes uh, just showing us like the same shots for extended periods of time. That's my favorite and, directorial quirk and, of um, any director. <laughs> is that unique to him or are you just no, joking? I'm being sarcastic. Okay, yeah, I got you. Take that. That was toe, toe skin. Yeah. Um, I wish you were here, audience. Um, well, yeah, it's just he, establishing shots, and it's pretty. Yeah, it's no. It's so the, pretty. You know what? Let's move on to overall quality. Okay. And I'll start so you can lacerate me if you want to. Okay. Um, I'm giving it three out of five unlucky stars. That's fair. Um, I do think the cinematography of this movie is probably the best thing about it. There's a lot of really beautiful shots. It was shot by Roger Deakins, who has been nominated for an Oscar like – 82 times or something and he's never won really yeah well because freaking once every year maybe I, I mean i'm <laughs> exaggerating yeah but he just lost to emmanuel lubezki who won for the third year in a row so it was kind of an outrage for cinematography veins um also it was for the revenant which like come on i hate that wait who was nominated for the revenant lubezki oh was he old is he not old guy no i'm thinking of somebody else go ahead brennan you, you do you okay um yeah, no, it's very beautiful. There's a shot of the shot that I always think of when I'm thinking when I'm thinking about Sicario is uh they're about to go down to the tunnels and the sun is setting and you just see the silhouettes of all these people clad soldiers. in army gear, the soldiers. And they're like walking towards the tunnel, but it looks like they're just sinking into this inky blackness and the silhouettes are just vanishing into the tunnel and mm-hmm. it's a really good shot. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful and it's mm-hmm. also very like poetic imagery. Mm-hmm. For me, I found the character, I didn't really connect with any of the characters, which is why I'm not rating it higher. I do think it's a beautiful film, and I think there are some great sequences. I didn't really connect with Emily Blonde at all or Benicio Del Toro, and I think the movie is at its best when it's depicting just life in Mexico, which it very rarely does. Yeah, there's probably like three or four scenes that do that. Yeah, but I think that's where its themes kind of shine the most and also where it has the best use of its imagery as like a political uh podium because mm-hmm. there's a great shot where it's just these two uh dudes playing racquetball in juarez or whatever some kind of, it's racquetball i think it's right? racquetball but i think they're playing with their hands yeah it was like not fancy racquetball uh-huh. but and the shot pans around them as like the big like swat vehicles come down and it pans back to the racquetball people and it's mm-hmm. kind of like he keeps showing this way that the drug wars are intruding on civilian life. Mm -hmm. Like most of the scenes in Mexico are about the son of this police officer who eventually becomes embroiled in all of it. And those parts are important. And like the very last shot is of the kids playing soccer and their game is interrupted by gunfire. And then they just keep going. Yeah. All that stuff I think is fantastic. I wish the movie was about them, but it's not. I am biased on it. I gave it a five. And that's perfectly in your right. I'm glad you like it so much. Uh, I thought it was superb. Um, I was engrossed from the get-go, from point A until it finished. Um, point Z. Point yeah, point Z. Dead drug lord. <laughs> until he died. That's one of my favorite scenes, actually, is when 
Um, they're already like they're out of the tunnels. Benicio Toro has just killed like quite a few people. A um, bunch. Like, uh, are you gonna count? One. No. Nope. Well, you were like, I was gonna come up with like a great joke, but it didn't happen. Okay. Um, and he's now infiltrated the drug lord's house, who is the man responsible for h- killing his wife and daughter. Um, and he's it's like playing, not playing with him, but he's letting him know, like, I'm in control of this situation. Cat and mouse. Uh-huh. And uh, like the drug lord, I feel like he's still kind of hopeful that he's going to escape from this. Uh, or, yeah, or at least he can like save his. Well, his concern is saving his sons from watching him die. Yeah. But and guess what? Yeah, guess what? You don't play with Benicio del Toro. You, d- you don't. Th- guess whose daughter you don't want to throw into a vat of acid? Yeah. <laughs> Benicio del Toro. Um, so he gets some good. And it's just like I feel anybody who's ever been wronged can really identify with that. Yeah, Sergio's got a very angry soul. You know what? Well, the first time I saw this movie, like I had been wronged personally. Um, Brennan can attest to that. Yeah. Someone <laughs> it wasn't me, by me for the record. Someone cut me off in the line at the food for less. And I was like, no, you don't lady. <laughs> okay. Give whatever, me your kid. Whatever. <laughs> um, no. Um, but seriously, it's just you, you, I don't know. You want him to succeed. He's the perfect anti-villain or is that what that's called? Yeah, anti-hero? Absolutely. Anti-hero. Yeah. Um, I completely understand that. I'm much more of a, a, a pacifist, pacifistic, uh, as not evidenced by my film tastes, but I'm very peace loving and positive. Yeah. I'm like, Brennan's uh, thing, Brennan's biggest deal when we first saw this movie was that he was like, I don't want him to kill the family and the kids. Yeah. No, I just think, look, I mean, I'm, I'm just more pragmatic about it mm-hmm. because he killed this dude's wife and kids and him. And mm-hmm. it's like, first of all, the wife, maybe, uh, but the kids, they, they had no choice into mm-hmm. being born into this family. I understand mm-hmm. that his daughter died, so he wants revenge on that. Mm-hmm. But here's what you do. You either kill the drug lord or you kill his family and let him suffer the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. But by killing his family I felt like he should have given him like a little bit longer of a time to enjoy. Not enjoy, or to but like, to mourn to them. let it sink in, yeah. Because uh-huh. as it stands, he kills the family and then he kills the dude like immediately. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no reason for you to kill a family because he felt bad for like 20 seconds, but mm-hmm. then you gave him the sweet release of death. Like, uh-huh. what's the point? He's not suffering. Uh huh. I feel like killing the family is an homage to times past whenever there was like a takeover in like a royal dynasty. You would always have to kill the children of the ruling leader. Otherwise, they had claim to the throne. Yeah. Well, maybe he has a secret daughter that wasn't at the dinner table and the sequel to Sicario, which is being made for some reason. I'm so ready um, for it, by the will way. Will be about like the Anastasia of that family. Yeah. She was not found to be real, though. Well, this is a fictional movie, so. Well, no, I'm just letting you know that Anastasia yeah, well, was no. found to be an imposter. It would be great if uh, the sequel to Sicario, which is called Soldado, um, is just about, like, an Anastasia character. And she's like, dancing bears. That would be so dope. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think this is this has been a solid conversation. We've been having this conversation over and over for, yeah. like, a year now. We're never going to agree on it, but let us know how you feel about the movie. Absolutely. This is my, um, my surge recommendation because Matt does that, right? He does, like, Matt Flicks recommendations. Yeah, Surge Flicks. Yeah, this will be my surge flick for the for the year. <laughs> the whole year. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, Sicario, watch it. Watch it, you guys. It's good. And wait till my birthday in August when I will get revenge on Sergio. I don't know why yet. I thought you're doing that tonight. Yeah, I might Just get my so revenge you guys tonight. know, we're gonna watch Paul Blart Mall Cop Two, because okay, um, 
This is for a very good reason, I promise. All right, let the people know. Um, there's a podcast. There's a bunch of podcasts mm-hmm. in the world. There's just um, one podcast? No, there's a podcast that I love called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. And the three folks from that podcast have teamed up with a podcast from New Zealand called The Worst Idea of All Time. And so there's five people, and every year on Thanksgiving, until the end of time, they will be releasing an episode where they watch and review Paul Blart Mel Cop 2. So it's an annual review mm-hmm. of Paul Blart Mel Cop 2. And the second episode just premiered on Thanksgiving, and they just make it sound so fascinating. And I picked up a copy on Black Friday for four bucks, and I was like, I got to do it. Mm-hmm. We got to dive in. So this is my punishment for Sergio. Yeah. He's making him watch I'm it I'm excited me. to see it. Brennan's like really hyped it up for me talking about you know Griffin and McElroy and the McStevens. Yeah. And McDonald's. And Kevin James. Never mind. Okay. Let's move on. Um, what's your champion dialogue, Sergio? Um, I have two. Um, oh, great. Yeah. More clips for me to cut. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my first one is, it's funny. It's Emily Blunt showing that her character really has substance. Um, okay, great. And can laugh in the face of near death. I would love proof of this, so let's go. Um, and it's, uh, the quote is, uh, she's just been attacked by John Barenthal. Um, she mm, tried to fight I'd him love off. To be attacked by John Barenthal. Go ahead. I don't know if you'd survive that one. And like, he just attacked her, and she was actually saved by Benicio del Toro because John Barenthal was literally choking her to death. Um, yeah, she's not like I definitely Emily Blunt should, is a great action hero. She was awesome in, in Edge of Tomorrow, but she's got she's just practically dying all over this movie. Uh-huh. She's not doing great. No, but that was her character. She was yeah, green. Ow. Yeah, she did defend herself a couple times pretty uh-huh. awesomely. Yeah, she did what she could, but, like, she is a female and he is a male. and Okay, cutting this part out. Okay, sorry. But, I mean, he's Positive. strong. This is Spotlight on Disenfranchised People's Months. How dare you? Okay. The line is, after she's just been brutally attacked. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, I love how we're just going to pretend like I planned this, right? Because they're trying to use the situation where they actually capture John Barenthal, who works for the enemy, to their advantage. And they're like, good job, Emily. You did a good job yeah. bringing him in. And she was like, I love how we're going to pretend yeah. that I just did this on purpose. It was great. And then my second quote is, um, what is it again? The wolves? Oh, yeah, that one. I'll just um, play it right now. You will not survive here. You're not a wolf. And this is the land of wolves now. Okay. Um, there it was. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Benicio Del Toro is warning Emily Blunt. Like, you know what? You have some humanity left in you. Um, this place right here isn't for you because you're not built for it. You're of a different stock. You're a woman. That's not and it. Whatnot. Um, And you know what? Good luck to you. I feel like that was a game recognizes game type situation. I felt like there was mutual respect from both sides on there. Okay. Even though he just threatened her with a gun, like... He had complimented her beforehand. They share a look, and she could have easily killed him on the way out, but she didn't. Um, and I just I feel like that's them recognizing that they're kind of the same person. Yeah, they're gonna be pen pals later. Yeah, I just I don't know. You guys can tell me if hair. I'm wrong. Um, my <laughs> champion dialogue is I don't know. It, it's a drama movie, so I wasn't really finding anything. But I just found this. Uh, this movie was basically like a. Like a dictionary of a bunch of military terms that they do not explain. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you're a spook. She's a thumper. We got to FBGB these guys. Or like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It felt kind of like uh, when a waitress is calling back orders at a diner. She's just like, float three pebbles on a rock. 
and throw him down the stairs. Are we watching Mildred Pierce again? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just totally mystifying. But this is a phrase that someone said as they were preparing to go into battle. And it's like when they say, he says, everyone stay frosty. And I just, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. It was okay. amusing to me. I don't know. This I like this. I like the line where um, it's, what's his name? Josh uh, Brolin. Josh Brolin is, they're interrogating that one guy. And he's Guillermo. Like, Guillermo. And, um, You're welcome. Thank you, Brennan. Uh, and he's like, what you looking at me for? You know, I blew English, remember? Because he's, uh, he knows he's about to get the business from yeah. Benicio. And he's looking yeah. to Americans for safety. Oh, yeah. He's like, you had your shot, buddy. Uh, That's such a good movie. It was. My Surge Flicks for the year. Congrats. Okay. Um, yeah, that that should be your birthday present to Sergio. I was watching Sicario. And speaking of, one second. Get the fart. I have a birthday present for Sergio. I want him to. Are open we gonna on open air. it on air? Yeah. Oh my god, this is unprecedented, people. I don't think <laughs> we've ever done this before. Two birthday boy from Brennan. Yay! Okay, I'm holding it up. Yeah, okay, I'll hold the mic to your mouth. Thank you. I think I know what it is. And I was right. I was <laughs> right. I was right. It is a Blu-ray copy of one of my favorite franchises, The Minions. Yay. With three new mini-movies? Yeah, so if you want to trust Sergio's taste in movies from Sicario. Okay, you know what, no, The you know Minions? What? I love that you have a broad range of tastes. Uh-huh. That's really cool. I already know what my gift next year is going to be. Do you know what it's going to be, Brennan? Minions 2? No. Are they releasing a Minions 2? Well, I don't know. Oh. Well, no. What movie have I been raving about recently? Trolls. To Trolls. Yeah. Yeah. If you know anything about me, you know that I, a, I am uh, a sick. I'm a sick man, and B, I love kids movies. You do. And which I'm down for. I like. I think that, um, I try to pay attention to a lot of genres that people kind of throw aside, like horror. That's my mm-hmm. favorite. But I think that kids movies are super important, and yeah. people ignore them all the time. Mm-hmm. And they have huge staying power, people. Like, I think we all have a favorite kids movie. And that movie may even define who we are. Yeah, absolutely. What would be yours, Brennan? Favorite kids movie? Hold I'm going to go ahead and say that one of my favorites, even though it, I don't own it and I haven't seen it in a while. So for all I know, I'm like remembering it better than it was. Disney movies aside. Oh, I know. I think I'm going to pick The Land Before Time. Land Before Time? Uh-huh. That's a good one. I was going to say The Page Master, but now thinking about The Land Before Time and how that impacted me as a kid. Yeah. Like that made me cry and that made me love drama. You can blame them for that, Brennan. For me making you watch it out. Is the Evil Dead a kids movie? No, it isn't. Okay. Oh, you know what? Pro- my favorite kids movie is The Muppets. Really? And just in general, The Muppets, because I love The Muppets so much. Yeah, like, you inexplicably love The Muppets. We were dating for quite a while, and then all of a sudden, like yeah, out I of the came blue, out of the Muppet closet. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what? I really love the Muppets, and I made him watch all of them, yeah. all the movies. I fell asleep, of course, but you know, it's it's what happens. Some mm-hmm. of them are not good. I I wa- a lot of them I was seeing for the first time because I've seen the the newer ones and like the original one, mm-hmm. some of the ones in the middle. And, oh, I'm sorry. There uh, there are a lot of people of a generation slightly above mine that really love like Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet mm-hmm. Treasure Island, but I was so bored by those two. Uh-huh. I was bored by Christmas Carol, and I love Christmas. Yeah, it was disappointing. Anyway, and I don't remember Treasure Island at all. I think you were definitely asleep during that one. God. It, yeah, it was. It's not memorable. I I just was not into those ones. Anyway, mm-hmm. not important. Muppets is my thing. My answer. Uh huh. Um, but I also like The Emperor's New Groove, but it doesn't hold like a super important status mm-hmm. in my life. It's really funny. Yeah, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
anyway, uh, right, let us you, know what your favorite yeah, kids movie is. Yeah, let us know what your favorite kids movie is. We'll uh, review wish, it. If you want to wish Sergio a happy birthday, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to give Sergio a birthday present, why not review us on iTunes? Yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Give us five stars P-O-I-F-E-C-T. for his birthday. P-O-I-F-E-C-T. Perfect. Great. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go right. watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 now. Good luck on your All journey. Right. Happy holidays and stay gold. Stay gold. So I was telling my friend Alexis, but I was like, Alexis, the movie jobs are dried up, okay? What else are you going to do? And she was like, but I'm tired of being Lorelai. And I was like, oh, well, I'm tired of being broke, but you don't see me not working. <laughs> okay. I'll read um, Tim's review of it all. He did like it a lot. See? Yay, Tim. I love you. Okay. So um, um, my champion dialogue. Oh, me? No, Tim. Okay. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Poor Ponyboy! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gorgab Podcast. Hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.